Thanks for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Hello everyone. Hi, so today we're going to dig in together to Psalm 91, which is a go-to psalm for so many people. I've always had the habit of just reading the Bible through from the beginning to the end. So I'll start in Genesis, work through till I get to the final book in the Bible, which is Revelation, and then I'll just begin again. I know there are many different ways to read the Bible and my way won't suit everyone, but it does seem to suit me. But there was one time when I got to Psalm 91 and God just said to me, stay here for a while. Um, I don't want you to move on. There's a lot that I want to build into your life through this psalm. So I stayed there for a while. Now, during this pandemic, I've heard more and more people quoting from Psalm 91. And it's because it's a psalm that is just full of God's promises of protection over us. He promises to protect us from diseases, from infections, from traps, from attacks, and from the devil's schemes. Now, I wanna tell you about Charles Spurgeon. He was a preacher in the 19th century. And during that century, there were several world pandemics, and one of them was a major bubonic plague pandemic that hit all of the inhabited continents and actually led to more than 12 million deaths. Now, Charles Spurgeon said about Psalm 91 that it is a heavenly medicine against plague and pest. He who can live in its spirit will be fearless. Even if once again, London should become a laser house. Now that means a hospital for infectious diseases. So what he's saying is, even if the whole of London should become full of infection that is killing millions, if we live in Psalm 91, we will be fearless. So it's a timely psalm for our situations, whether we are currently self-isolating in our homes or if we're out on the front line every day facing the risks. So today we are only going to dig into the two first um, verses of Psalm 91 because they alone can absolutely transform our faith and the way that we live our lives. Um, and they are actually the key to the rest of Psalm 91. So let's read those now. So, verse 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. So this psalm is really relevant to us right now. Much of what we all thought was solid and lasting and dependable has disappeared overnight. Our everyday lives don't feel safe anymore. We can't get up and just get about our business every day as we used to. The whole world is shaken and fear has erupted everywhere and many, many people are looking for safety. They're looking for some solid ground. 
These two verses show us where our safety is. It's to dwell in God's shelter. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Proverbs 8 verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous run into it and they're saved. Now, it's easy to picture that verse like as if we are in a panic, running from an emergency, and then we cower in fear inside this high tower, waiting for the trouble to blow over and we can emerge again. But Psalm 91 paints a much fuller picture of what that high tower looks like. Because the word dwell means to sit down and to remain. It's a place where we sit down and we remain. We set up home there and we don't leave. You know, we've all got a habit of building our own high towers. We've got our defences and our self-preservations that we use to defend ourselves against people, against the world, against situations. And if we're honest, our high towers, they never work really well. And in fact, they often do us more harm than good, but they do feel very well established and hard to shift. But there's no taking your high tower into God's high tower. I mean, just the logistics of that would be, you know, I can't imagine that. No, we have to allow God to demolish our walls so that we can step out and step in to his protection. Why would we do that? Well, this is the key to the promises that are in the rest of Psalm 91. We come under the shelter of the Most High and all our circumstances, all our fears and our worries, they come under that shelter too. He's higher than them all. He's the Most High. When we grasp that, then we can rest. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Imagine that. Just that word rest just conjures up a pause, a space, a refreshing, a deep breath. Not because the storm's gone, but because we're somewhere where the storm can't touch us. Jesus actually modelled this for us in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38. He's asleep in a boat, in a storm, lying on a cushion. He knew that he was in God's shelter, God's shadow. And it was the only place where we can have peace and freedom from fear, no matter what is going on around us. This is what Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 means when it says God has raised us up in Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Our physical bodies aren't there yet, but our spirits are and our thinking and our speech, they've got to catch up with this. Seated in heavenly places. Let's just picture that for a moment. 
Psalm 2 verse 4 says, the Lord sits on the throne and laughs. The Lord is sitting on the throne of heaven and he's laughing at the schemes of men. We sit in that place with him where there's total peace, no conflicts, no indecision and no conflicting values. There's just peace and resolve. There's determination, there's confidence, there's calm, there's assurance, contentment, pure joy and utter completeness. All of that can be summed up in one word, love. God sees the end from the beginning. There are no surprises for him. There is no doubt of what the outcome will be. And there is no worry about the process or about the present. And we are in him. We can step out of our own time and space and dwell in him. We can step out of our indecision, our worries, our difficult situations, our pressures, and in him, we can enter into being confident and full of joy that he is in control and we can trust him. Verse two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. The first thing that the psalmist does in this dwelling place is that he speaks. Because it's not a physical place, it's a place we enter into by faith. And it's important that we hold our position there by faith. And faith must be spoken out. There's power in the words that we speak. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. 1 Peter 3 and verse 10 says, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Well, we tell ourselves lies all the time, don't we? Our thoughts are full of them. We drag ourselves down and we fill ourselves with fear. But the antidote is to speak truth. The secret to staying in this place of peace and love and peace and rest is choosing the words that we speak. If we continue to speak out our worries and our fears and our doubts, then we will soon be back out there in the storm. But if we learn to speak out what God says about himself and about what he's promised to do for us, then our faith and our trust can grow and we can find ourselves able to believe the rest of Psalm 91. Because Psalm 91 represents the very best deal ever made in the history of the world. And it is heavily weighted in our favour. Our part of the deal is just three things. We're called to dwell, to rest and to speak. God's taken on the bulk of the deal. His part is to save us, cover us, shield us 
surround us with his angels and deliver us from sickness, from infections, from terrors of the night, from attacks during the day, attacks during the night, from disasters and from the devil's schemes. So we don't cower in fear in this shelter and we don't cling on for dear life. We sit and we remain. The storms can rage around us all they like. They don't ignite fear in us. They don't knock us off course. And in fact, we can enjoy peace, confidence and joy in the face of them. I want to finish with a final quote from Joyce Meyer on Psalm 91 verse 2. I don't believe that any child of God wants to express the enemy's work, but many do. By choosing to say what they think, feel and want instead of speaking God's word. Choose to be God's mouthpiece and close the door on the devil. Don't tell the devil what you feel and what you think. Don't look at your life and what you don't have. Open your mouth and tell him exactly what God has promised you. Once you change your words, it's all over for him. There's really nothing he can do after that. So I do hope that you found this very quick dip into Psalm 91 helpful. And I'm so looking forward to when we can finally all be back together again. So bye bye for now and thank you so much.